0: Hi, this is Sandy Rios, and you're listening to Sandy Rios 24-7. Today we're going to be re- uh, playing another one of the interviews that we did at CPAC recently, CPAC 23, in uh, National Harbor, Maryland, and this time with my really good friend Frank Gaffney. And at the time of this taping, we were still waiting to see if the Biden administration was going to follow through. We think they were, and probably likely at the time of this taping. Uh, of your hearing of this, it's happened. The World Health Organization wants the authority uh, to determine what is a health emergency across the globe, including the United States of America, defining what an emergency is and defining what it is that we have to do to meet that emergency. It's a very dangerous issue. It is... um, Well, I could think of a word for it. it, Treason comes to mind. I know that's very strong. But what do you call it? When a president of the United States hands control of this country over to a foreigner or to a foreign entity like the World Health Organization, I don't know what you call that, but whatever it is, that's what President Biden is doing. All right, so you need to know how serious this is. And Frank Gaffney lays it out so clearly, so I I hope you'll stay tuned. By the way, this is Sandy Rios, and you're listening to Sandy Rios 24-7. I want to thank Preborn for being such a wonderful sponsor for us. Uh, You know, we just started in January, and we've already seen several hundred babies' lives saved. Thanks to you. We've just started Sandy Rios 24 7. We started in January, and we've already seen, together with your help, several hundred babies' lives saved through preborn. <laughs> the donations you are giving to the good work of preborn saves lives. Your impact reaches eternity, and we've only just begun. Why? Because babies need our help. The overturning of Roe only made the left more ravenous for the blood of the innocent. And so now we need to be more passionate to save them. Thanks to Preborn Pregnancy Network, we can do that. For just $28, you can introduce at risk babies to their moms. It's just the cost of a dinner to save a life. Once she sees the mom, that precious life, and hears that heartbeat uh, on an ultrasound, she's twice as likely to choose life. And because of you, she can. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day their clinics save 150 babies. You can be a hero by giving a baby life. Just go to preborn.com slash sandy. That's preborn.com slash sandy. All right, well, sit back and relax and at least take in. Take your pencil, your paper, so you can see what you can do to help as we talk with Frank Gaffney. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A
1: longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us.
0: Seek justice. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. We're still at CPAC, and this is still Sandy Rios, and this is still Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, but the voice you're going to hear next is someone, for those of you that have listened to my uh, morning show for a number of years, this will be a familiar voice because it's the voice of, well, this is Frank Gaffney. Hi, Frank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, Sandy. Good this, morning. Is Frank yes,
0: this is Frank Gaffney. This is the real Frank Gaffney. Uh, it's so nice to see your face. It's great to be with you. And not just hear your voice. You and I go back a very long way, don't we? We do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've ever had a chance to explain that to people, but um, you were the person when I first got to Concern Women for America in Washington D.C. who briefed me about what actually happened on the day of 9/11 in the in the Capitol and, and uh, with the president and uh, the obfuscation and the whole birth of Islamophobia and the uh, the, the care of the Council on American and Islamic Relations. I'm not going to go into that now, but I just want to say uh, that Frank is really really educated me in that whole front. And and good thing, Frank, because it became the topic on which we all had to be able to uh, converse yes. and understand. It was so complex.
1: Well, you were a very quick student and you took it aboard and you, I think, mastered the subject extremely well. And, and with your platform, Sandy, you were incredibly helpful in allowing other people to do the same. Thank you. So for I'm very it. grateful.
0: Thank you. Well, all right. So uh, let me just tell you, because you might not know, since he talks so quickly on that commentary. By the way, we're talking about the securefreedomminute.org. Uh, we should tell him the fun story about how that, I mean, is it okay if we do that? Let's get personal. Please. I talked you into doing that. You I? did. <laughs> because you're so, you are so articulate. You are like one of the most articulate friends I've ever had, persons I've ever known. You just never stumble for words. It's just pretty remarkable. And I just thought, and you always have something incredible to say. So mm. now you're saying a lot in 60 seconds. It's a challenge, isn't it? 55,
1: 55 seconds, to seconds. be precise. 154 words,
0: and you've plus never, or minus one. You never missed. In all the years well, I was doing you never missed, Frank.
1: I think there was one day that I, I crapped out for some reason, but <laughs> you were very kind. And, and, and the thing about it, Sandy, was... I always regard these conversations, whether they're on a program like this or interview or my own show or the commentaries, especially, as therapy. <laughs> I'm getting this off my chest, which is uh, good for my morale as well as I think for my soul. But um, I want to thank you for making that possible. I, I've lost track, but I think it's still uh, on something like on the order of 600 stations across the country. Isn't that that little thing, and I. If people are interested in getting it on their own convenience, um, subscribe uh, to the Secure Freedom Minute at securefreedom.org.
0: Okay, very good, and it's well worth that. Let me just say that uh, Frank is the founder of the Center for Security Policy, which has done an incredible job in Washington, D.C., of uh, bringing sense to the national security apparatus, and Frank served with the Reagan administration. Um, and uh, what else did I fi- uh, Also, author of a new book called the indictment, which is about China. Mm-hmm. So we'll all look forward to seeing that, Frank. Um, Thank you. But right now, what I want to talk to you about today, there are so many things we could discuss, but the hot-button issue is the threatened takeover of our health care, our pandemic response, our health responses by the World Health Organization. Uh, I just talked to Dr. Malone, and he filled in the blanks a bit, but not, not you know, the, the political aspect of all of this is not his forte. It's the medical. So tell us from your perspective what's going on.
1: What's going on is basically this, that the array of tyrants around the world who seek the destruction of the United States have figured out a way to accomplish it that we're very ill-prepared to contend with. It's, it's not a physical invasion of our country, though, who knows, with the Chinese that may be in the offing. But what they have already tested Sandy, and this is the key thing, we're, we're not speculating or, you know, otherwise projecting. If you look back at what happened to this country just in the past couple of years, at the hands of the World Health Organization, which works for the Chinese Communist Party.
0: And uh, that's not speculation. That's That's not speculation. They chose him, didn't they?
1: They chose Tedros Ghebreyesus as the Director General of the World Health Organization, and through him, they control that international multilateral body, as they do most of the others, by the way, the United Nations and myriad other organizations under it. But the point is, Sandy, that I, I just learned myself today, as a matter of fact, on our radio show, that one of the techniques... In history including notably in the French Revolution and also in Nazi Germany that these tyrants have used is your health your physical well-being your security if you will as a vehicle for extracting from you your freedoms and obtaining your submission to whatever regime they have in mind, and and the amazing thing you said, you know, they're they're trying to take over. We are actually under the Biden administration, giving to them our sovereign right to control our physical well-being, our healthcare system and, and policies, pandemic responses, and the like. So if if this all sounds incredible, all I can say it to you is, does sound incredible,
0: unbelievable. Nobody believes this, Frank. It's you part. Must- and Seriously.
1: parcel of what we already saw them demonstrate in what I call Pandemic 1.0. Yeah. And I may be wrong about this, I pray to God I am, but I think what is now in the offing as a result of a set of amendments that are being negotiated, mostly behind closed doors in Geneva, and a new agreement of some kind, a pandemic accord they don't want to call it a treaty because that might mean the United States Senate might bestir itself to do what the Constitution requires it to do, which is to approve by a two-thirds majority a treaty. Inter- 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 international international agreement. They, like they don't want that to happen, no. so they're going to just call it an accord or something. But whichever of these things emerges, and it may be both, Sandy, what it is going to do, this set of negotiations and all that goes into it, is to give this same Chinese Communist Party agent, Tedros Ghebreyesus, unchecked power to dictate to this nation and any others in the world, by the way, how they are going to deal with what he dictates is a public health emergency of international concern.
0: Which could be anything, right?
1: It doesn't have to be a pandemic. It could be, oh, I don't know, gun violence.
0: Because people are getting killed.
1: It could be people who are immigrating into this country unlawfully, undocumentedly, being badly treated. It could be, oh, I don't know, some sort of climate crisis. And by the way, get this, Andy, it's not just public health of human beings that this fellow will have the authority to define as a crisis that has to be addressed at an international level. If plants are being harmed, if animals are being harmed, and not even that, if they are prospectively being harmed, if somebody has told him that there's a danger of something like this happening, you can have the World Health Organization inserting itself and dictating, as I say, I use that term advisedly, dictating that it is a crisis and that this has to be dealt with in the following way. And that may mean, as we saw in 1.0, you're going to have to be jabbed with something, whether you want it or not.
0: You know, Frank, I didn't hear about this until the last week or two, maybe. It's uh, so just we're, we're, becoming How, how did, how did no. this happen without... Yeah, well, how, how does that happen? Don't we have people... It happens wa- by
1: design, Sandy. It happens Don't we have people
0: watching, people like you and me who care about the world... Health organization and their nefarious acts, or watching them. How do? How are we just now hearing yeah, about this? Well, really,
1: you you haven't. I have. Okay. James Raguski, okay. Uh, Reggie Littlejohn, a numbers of us have.
0: Okay. But not enough,
1: Sandy. Right. And the point is, it's mostly that the message has not been relayed adequately to the American people who are going to be horribly impacted by it.
0: You know. Um, you know. Uh, you and I both know that Ron Johnson has, has introduced. A bill in the Senate to try to declare this a treaty and I think he only has like 15 or 17 other senators with him. Now that's odd to me. It is. Uh, if, if that could be successful, why would only, why would there only be 15 or 17 senators signing on? Yeah. What?
1: Look, This should be an overwhelming and bipartisan majority, let Absolutely. alone this uh, tiny fact at the very minimum, it should be 33 senators, which is enough to block any such treaty. But here's the really important point, Sandy, and I'm glad you brought this up. I love Ron Johnson. I think he is far and away the best senator we've got in the Congress at the moment. Praise the Lord that he was reelected against, frankly, very long odds. He's right in doing what he's doing, except it isn't going to make the difference we need. i convinced at this point. Because you see, the way this will work is once these agreements have been finalized on the basis of these negotiations and behind closed doors. these agreements
0: doors, are between the World Health Organization itself. We have, do we have anything to do with those negotiations? Well, yes,
1: we're party to them. The Biden administration has people in those negotiations, most of them. Okay. But there's a, there's a set of negotiations, as I say, about amendments to existing regulations. There is another agreement that is in the mix that is brand new. The trouble is, like in the UN General Assembly, Sandy, as you know, every country that is a member of the World Health Assembly, as it's called, gets one vote.
0: All right. So they're, they're all equal.
1: Malawi, or more, you know, pick a pick a, like, right. a little island in the yeah. Western Pacific. They have the same vote. As we do, and enough of them have been bought by the Chinese communists, I believe, or for other reasons, are throwing in on this, that it is assured that there will be a majority, a simple majority, approving one or the other or both of these agreements.
0: Okay, so this—that's what's happening. They're deciding. That's what's going to happen. But why does that mean that Ron Johnson's approach to try to declare this a a treaty, which constitutionally means that two-thirds of the Senate, two-thirds or three-fifths, two-thirds, two-thirds of the senators have to sign off on it. Why, does that, why would that have no effect?
1: Well, for one thing, these agreements are being fashioned in a way that they become provisionally in place
0: oh, the yes, moment that yes. vote takes place. So, in other words, even before it's before uh, we sanctioned do anything. or you cross the finish line, right. to make, they, they'll implement it.
1: They'll implement it. We will be bound by it. And and that's what we've come to the conclusion has to be done. We The only way to assure we are not harmed in the ways that I've been talking about, our sovereignty sacrificed, our ability to decide what is a public health emergency and to, to, to decide how to deal with it, at least by people we're able to hold accountable. You know, we had a lot of people yeah. who behaved badly in that last yeah. exercise in our states and at the federal level. But... At least we had the authority. My point is, I think the only hope we have now is actually to do what Donald Trump initiated, which is withdraw, withdraw from the, the treaty for the, you know the what? organization altogether.
0: Frank, clear, clear up my memory here. Did we, didn't we withdraw? Didn't he withdraw us and then one of he, the first things that Biden did was reinstate it?
1: Well, it, it's sort of. mostly that. Okay. There's a six month notice and wait provision. So he initiated it, but he left office before the six months was up. Oh. And Biden, as one of his first acts in office, was he withdrew that withdrawal. So, yes, okay. the effect of it was right, he tried. It didn't happen. And we're where we are now. All
0: right, so what do you think the solution is?
1: withdraw from the treat- from the uh, organization the world health organization and here's the thing the but only when, who, game in who town. could
0: do that
1: the president
0: <laughs> uh, 100% <laughs> yeah. but
1: here's the the only way that this could possibly happen sandy in this circumstance is for the republican house of representatives to put as part of its negotiating stance with the president with the democrats in the Senate and in the House, as a requirement for raising the debt ceiling, withdrawal from the World Health Organization. That's the only oh, leverage nice. they have at the moment. The budget bills have all been set for the next nine months. If we want to try to prevent this, it might be enough if we actually have. Among other things, the American people finding out about this because this suddenly becomes an issue, it might be enough to have the World Health Organization say, oh, wait a minute, this may go seriously wrong. The United States, which pays most of the bills, by the way, along with Bill Gates, they may bug out. <coughs> if we go down this road, let's not do this. And that would be perhaps the best outcome. But did, did, I think I hear this the, did I hear the Congressman Chip
0: Roy is seriously considering that?
1: Congressman Chip Roy told me that he has it on the list of things he believes need to be in that discussion about raising the debt ceiling. Uh, He has some others. I don't know what they are. Um, I've been in touch with him about you know the specific need for this to be taken up i think he's serious about it congressman andy biggs who was a very prominent figure in the speaker's the freedom, race yeah, former the chairman, chairman the f- of the freedom, freedom caucus, caucus. right he has actually good. introduced legislation to withdraw okay. from the okay. treaty and uh, the world health organization and and that is in fact i think uh, what now needs to be done
0: very interesting frank i appreciate that because uh, because we're just learning about this and we need to Shout out from the housetop. So we'll start Absolutely. right here. Let me just say, you can find, you can listen to Frank on AFR, uh, American Family Radio, which is my home base, uh, and Securing America. That's the name of his show. It's mm. at nights at nine or ten o'clock. Um, o'clock it's s-
1: ten o'clock Central Time. Uh, okay. Eleven o'clock East Coast. Okay. Time.
0: And it's uh, you can just record it because Frank interviews the best people. I used to. He has these national security meetings in Washington, which I miss very much. Uh, where he brings the best in. And so that's a great place for you to find out what's really going on in national security. And also then, his show is also aired on Real America's Voice on television. Right. Uh, and his new book is coming out, The Indictment. And his daily commentary, you can sign up for it at securefreedom.org. Frank Gaffney, national treasure and a very good friend. Thanks for joining me, Frank.
1: Thank you for letting me do it, Sandy. Okay. God bless you.
0: Thank you. All right. Well, that was quite, uh, quite a bit of information from Frank Gaffney. And uh, if you have a question or a comment about what you just heard, you can call us at 662-821-2040, 662-821-2040. Obviously, this is not a live show, so I won't be <laughs> answering your uh, question or talking to you in le- real time, but we will get to this. Or if you want to send an email, send it to Sandy at net. You can find us at any of the, the uh, social media platforms. And you can certainly find us on all the podcast platforms. In a few minutes, Bruce is going to join me and we're going to talk about some of the things that Frank, sh- Frank shared. So uh, please stay tuned. Don't touch that dial right back after this on Sandy Rios 24-7. Sandy Rios 24-7 is growing, and we want to help you grow, too. If your business or nonprofit is interested in sponsoring Sandy Rios 24-7, you can email us at InfoAgemedia 247 at gmail.com. That's infowagemedia247 at gmail.com.
2: This is Sandy
1: Rios 24-7 on American
0: Family Radio. Hi, Sandy Rios, back with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. Preborn is our sponsor, and there are lots of ways that you can help preborn and save babies' lives. We've talked about ultrasound, $28 for each ultrasound to save a baby's life when the mom sees her baby in her womb. And that still stands, and you can go to preborn.com slash sandy and make your most generous donation, that would be wonderful. But some of you are business owners, and perhaps you could consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working to save babies. It's just the opposite. A donation of 1000 or 2000 or even $20,000 uh, is certainly welcome. Ultrasound machines cost something like $15,000 apiece. So there are a lot of ways that pre-born could use your generosity. And all gifts are tax-deductible, uh, so get involved today. You go to preborn.com slash Sandy. Okay, Bruce, rather, why don't you join me and talk to me? Our good friend Frank Gaffney, isn't it fun? We've gotten to know Frank as a couple. He was my friend a long time ago, and you've, you've grown to enjoy him too.
2: I absolutely love Frank. He is always just a bastion of knowledge, no matter what what the topic is, he seems to know it.
0: Well, and what p- most people don't know about Frank is he's a real big fan of Burger King. <laughs> 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 That's actually not true. <laughs> we, Frank we, is a, he's we a healthy eater, but <laughs>
2: we, we were in Michigan with Frank at a speaking engagement, and it was a small town, and it was late and nothing was open and we
0: had been speaking for hours yeah. it was oh we were starving starving
2: the only thing we could find open was a burger king <laughs> now, sandy and i that's right up our alley
0: yeah, we don't I, think Frank has ever had a carb, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> yeah, he hasn't had a carb in 20 years. He's, a, he's very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: anyway, he is. Anyway, he managed to enjoy a Whopper with cheese, so yes, that was he fun.
2: <laughs> he was a good sport.
0: Yes. Well, um, what he had to say was so profound. You know, he is really a watchman on the wall in D.C. and around the country. Ever since I've known him, uh, he's always got his finger on the pulse of what to watch out for. So in his warning about the World Health Organization, what what uh, what struck you, Bruce?
2: Well, uh, number one is this Tedros, who is the director of the World Health Organization. Uh, we had to deal with him during COVID. And even when our government was saying COVID is pretty much over, Tedros was just doubling down on it. And he's the kind of guy that is, I think, you know, he's Ethiopian. Uh, He is drunk with power. Uh, He's bought and sold by the Chinese. They made sure he was selected for this post. It it may as well be a communist Chinese uh, person that's running the WHO as Tedros.
0: You know, it reminds me, remember when uh, Robert, the Secretary of Defense under Obama, resigned? Oh, Secretary Robert Gates.
2: Robert Gates. And
0: he made the statement that Joe, this is before Joe Biden ran for president, that Joe Biden was wrong every single foreign policy issue. Joe Biden was always wrong. And that reminds me of Tedros. Tedros was way, way wrong on COVID and every single step of the way. Now, that was intentional, I'm sure, because of the Chinese influence, because he carries their water. And he has a history of communist activism in Ethiopia. So. Uh, But anyway, he's wrong on every issue, and you you couldn't trust him. He's just sitting there lying at the desk along with Fauci. They were like peas in a
2: pod. Well, uh, and what's even scary, uh, another thing that's scary is, guess who he's very involved with from the United States? The two Bills, Bill Clinton and Bill Gates. Bill Gates, oh my goodness. And the Clinton Foundation. So you can imagine what good has ever come out of those uh, entities to help this country, it's always a money-making scheme for the Clintons and/or for Bill Gates.
0: Yeah, Bill Gates just is—he's uh, become a very creepy figure. You, you and I both probably remember the time when he was kind of an icon, like the founder of Apple, mm-hmm. because he was like on the cutting edge of computers and technology. And I think people gave him more credit than he deserved. Yeah. Uh, and yes, he hit it—he hit a you know gold mine with Microsoft, but the more we know about him, the stranger he gets. Uh, And, you know, his involvement with uh, the, the Jeffrey, um, Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was just uh, disgusting. So, and now he's, you know, doing all these strange things like creating beef that's not beef, artificial beef. And he's saying, you'll get used to it and buying up farmland and he, ha- he has—he fancies that he can control the world because he has so much wealth. And that yeah. in itself is very creepy Well, to and me.
2: remember, he was the one that was advocating for universal vaccination. Oh, that's right. For all kinds of things, not know. just COVID. But.
0: And he's making money hand over yes. fist with yeah. that.
2: You can bet he's invested heavily in every one of these yeah. things.
0: It's just so corrupt. It's just very hard to take. And if this thing goes through or has gone through, in the, in, since we took, made this, did this interview with Frank, I, we have to stop it. Our, Cong, our Congress needs to stop it. The Senate, the House, whatever they have to do, they've got to stop it because we cannot let a foreign entity have that kind of control over us.
2: Well, and especially one that's been handpicked by the uh, Communist Chinese Party. I mean, this is just a surrogate coming at us so that China can hide behind. But, you know, if you want to get down to brass tacks, this is a direct attack on our sovereignty by China.
0: That's true, Bruce. Uh, Another thing that Frank pointed out that we didn't really uh, extrapolate on but we probably should have is that the the world is, at least in modern history, is filled with examples of how the left, understanding that if they can control your health care, your medical care, your medicine, your nourishment – they can completely control you. And if that's not, I think that's believable to everyone listening to us because we just went through COVID and saw that. They just <laughs> controlled us like like we were marionettes uh, because you're desperate well, for your children. You're worried about your own health. And I, I have to tell, I have to say that even in this country, the whole notion, now this is going to be very controversial, but the whole notion of Medicare, universal health care, that the Clintons pushed, uh, Medicare before that, of course, but not by the Clintons. That was already firmly in place. But the the reach of Medicare and forcing everyone to sign up for it and forcing everyone to pay for it, then uh, they just keep swallowing up more and more of the population on that because if they get to some point where they can control what tests you can have, what services you can get, what doctors you can see, you have given up so much of your personal freedom, and I think that's very dangerous.
2: Remember how so many people laughed at Sarah Palin when she mentioned that if we have this system, there will be death panels. In other oh, words, right. people will be judged as no longer necessary, and they will be allowed to die or even euthanized if, if things go far enough. And so many people ridiculed her. And guess what we have now? Yeah, well, that's
0: exactly... we. They denied that. I remember Barack Obama denied that, but we knew that that, that was actually in writing uh, in the, in the, health, the universal health care plans that he was put. Obamacare, the original plan. They may have pared it back, and, they, and it actually kind of died a slow death because people didn't want to sign up, and there was a lot of opposition to it. But we're, we're close to that now. But there's still, thank goodness, there's still individual health care uh, that, that saves us from those, well... I need to quantify that because COVID just showed us that our healthcare systems are so corrupt now that they can't be trusted, even when you have private insurance. And so that gives you a glimpse of why it's so dangerous for foreign power then, who is an enemy to you, to have pa- control over your health care. So that's why we have to stop this. And Frank is shouting from the hosto- housetops, and we wanted to help him get that word out. All right, well, listen, we thank you for listening, and we want to thank, uh, again, Preborn for being our sponsor. I don't know if you know that, but one out of four women have had abortions in the United States. The interesting thing is the physical danger of having an abortion is real, and people don't talk about it. Sometimes abortion can even lead to death. It could certainly lead to the lack of the ability to bear children in the future. Um, And also, it it has psychological effects. It it produces lifelong anguish and guilt that women can experience uh, even after abortion. And also for their husbands or their boyfriends. I'm telling you, I've talked to men uh, on the air in Chicago. I opened the phone lines once, and I couldn't believe I got call after call from men who had uh, encouraged their girlfriends, or or mostly girlfriends, but sometimes wives, to abort their babies, and they've never forgotten it. They remember the birthday. Uh, They remember the gender. It was very hard on them. It just is damaging. And so... um, this is something that we need to stop in any way we can for every reason under the sun. It's immoral. It hurts women physically. It hurts them mentally. It hurts. It kills the baby. It hurts the, the men. And even if they don't feel it, it does damage to their soul. Because what man on this earth uh, would not protect their own child and give their life? What woman? The same thing. It is. It, it is against nature to destroy your own children. So preborn tries to stop that from happening, and the damage to the parents. Uh, for making that decision by showing them, the moms, a picture of the baby in the womb. It's uh, $28 for one ultrasound, just $28. And if you would like to help us to stop this travesty, it's been around for so long, we just sometimes these words became come cliche, but they are not cliche uh, for the women who are affected by this. Uh, you can go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. And if you have something to say about what we've said, maybe you want to defend Medicare, (laughs) maybe I stepped on it here, Uh, call us at 662-821-2040, 662-821-2040, or you can write us at sandy at afr.net, and we will look forward to hearing from you. And you can always go to sandyrios.com for more information and find us on social media, your favorite platform. We're usually there. All right. So thank you for listening. Thank you, sweetheart, for joining me. And, uh, we hope you'll re- uh, stay tuned to the next or for the next Sandy Rios 24 seven.